0: tips you must know Hi everyone adam bergman here tax attorney and founder of ray financial and welcome to another episode of ad bits today's podcast will describe the iris rules for purchasing gold precious metals bullion coins in a retirement account and then of course i am going to tell you everything you need to know if you are buying metals in a retirement account what the irs requires of you and then some tips that every consumer should know when buying a commodity uh, or at least an unregulated commodity so just 14 years of experience in the self directed world i've seen some things so this podcast is going to um, first focus on the irs rules and then kind of focus on some of my tips if you are looking to buy uh, precious metals and ira so First things first, Internal Revenue Code section 408 is the place to go if you want to know the IRS rules for purchasing metals in a retirement account. 408 M as in Michael. 408 is the basic IRA provision and M talks about things that cannot be purchased. So 408 M talks about collectibles and collectibles are not allowed to be purchased with an IRA or 401k such as Artwork, antiques, gems, coins, beverages—alcoholic well, that's beverages—that's always a weird one. Um, you know, baseball cards, uh, some NFTs, uh, things that are collectibles, right? Stamps, comic books, um, things that don't have um, you know readily marketable value. That's been the IRS's major problem with collectibles. It's too arbitrary the to value. I could say this was worth ten grand. You could say it's worth twenty grand. Someone could say it's worth three million, or someone could say it's worth ten cents. The IRS. Is very focused on valuation. Why? Because if you have a pre tax IRA or 401k, once you hit 73 years old, which is the RMD required minimum distribution age for 2023, it's all based off the value of your retirement account. But under exceptions to 408M2 is 3, which talks about certain coins and bullion. So essentially, a collectible is not. A gold coin that has a certain finesse, a silver coin with a certain finesse, a platinum coin with a silver finesse, certain finesse, which is 0.99% essentially bullion, any coins issued under laws of state, or any gold, silver, platinum, or palladium bullion of a certain finesse, and the section ends up at saying that such bullion, including the coins, is in the physical possession of a trustee. Now a trustee, if you go through the tax code, is essentially a depository that is a trust company, a state chartered trust company, okay? So you can't just open up a depository and say, hey, I'm a gold depository, I'm safe, I'm secure, use me. No, the tax code says for retirement accounts at least, that depository needs to be a state chartered trust company. Why? It's for your protection, to make sure that it's actually regulated and audited, and there are policies and procedures to secure your metal so all in all pure gold silver palladium or platinum coins um palladium platinum gold silver bullion as well as you know American Eagle statement coins um and other coins from around the world so long as there are certain finesse 0.99% and are held at a US trust company and not a Swiss trust company, not a Canadian trust company, a U.S. trust company. Okay, and that is based off the definition of the code. Then your IRA or 401k can purchase it. Okay, so can't hold this stuff at home. You can't hold this stuff at your brother's, your sister's house, under uh, your deck in your backyard. Um, whether you use an IRA and IRA LLC, you just can't do it, unfortunately. Okay, why? it Probably goes all the way back to the you know gold standard pre you know 1971, 72 where the government needs to keep track of all the gold we had on reserves because they can only print money based off the gold reserves that ended. However, when these rules were promulgated in 73, 74, the gold standard was still the ending of the gold standard was still new. So I do believe the intent of these rules kind of followed on the footsteps of uh, the gold standard. And it's basically like, hey, we need to keep track of this stuff. It's also a type of tangible asset that's movable, right? Like real estate, you can't just move, it's not as easy to move, a car. Gold, you could, you could. gold coins you put in your pocket, and, you know, just leave. It's hard for the IRS to track it down. So that's why they want it to be in, in a regulated institution, but probably more so just to keep track of what you got, let's be honest. Um, so, and that's one of the things that you know, led a lot of, of metal people to cryptos um, over the last 10 years. Well, yeah, they're followed on blockchain, but it's a little bit harder to keep track of the stuff. And, you know, people just want a little bit more uh, control in in terms of a um, situation uh, where they just want access to their um, assets uh, They felt. And we'll see if that there's truth or not that that cryptos ultimately would be a safer bet. Although, you know, after the FTX blow up and and some of the other stuff that we've experienced in the crypto market, gold, bullion, um, silver, platinum, palladium coins. Uh, bars have uh, reemerged, and there's been a renaissance in the last, I'd say, 10, 12 months. And especially with the uh, Silvergate Bank blow up and First Republic, um, there's been a big boom. I haven't seen this boom in metal since uh, really the Obama administration, right? Probably 08, 09, 2010. Um, after the financial crisis, when Obama took over, there was a huge gold boom and it's kind of been super slow for the last 12 or so years, but it definitely reemerged lately after some of these bank failures um, and the crypto market failure, people have, have gravitated and turned, uh, turned back to the, to the metal. So again, remember, it's got to be good quality. You can't buy these commemorative junky stuff. It's got to be good quality. Most importantly, um, this is an Irish rule under 408M. It's based off a recent tax court case called McNulty v. Commissioner, which came out in October 21. Uh, that was clear. You can't hold this stuff at home. You cannot have personal possession of it. You can't have constructive possession over it. You can't control this stuff personally. They need to be held at a US um, trust company. Okay, so now that we know what we can and cannot do, let's talk about some of the tips. First tip is buying. Okay, you make money when you buy, not when you sell. You can ask whether it's real estate, whether it's any investment. You make money on the purchase, right? That's your basis, that's your cost. Do your research okay this is an unregulated marketplace right this is a commodity but the dealers are not regulated so anyone could open up a gold company a silver company a precious metal company and sell this stuff on the internet anyone my nine-year-old kid can do it you don't need a license like you're selling real estate or you're a financial advisor or part of a broker dealer anyone could do this anyone okay so be cautious the good news is, in 2023, we have unbelievable resources that were not available 20, 30 years ago. It's called the internet, Google, okay, ChatGPT, whatever you want to use, Twitter, Facebook, Google, okay. If you're dealing with gold company A, silver company B, precious metal company D, Google, Google the people you're talking to. Make sure there's no CFTC stuff. Make sure there's no investigations into that. OK, unfortunately, I've always been you know, a little bit reluctant to get super integrated into the precious metal space, not because I don't believe in metal as an alternative. I absolutely do. I actually own some. It's my big issue has been the regulation. And, and that's also kind of transferred to the crypto market, where a lot of these exchanges you felt were regulated, right? They had a New York money transmitter license. They were capitalized with billions and billions of dollars. And then FTX happened, right? And then all these other damaging um, occurrences happened in the crypto market. Um, I've, I've had some personal experiences and it's been, you know, just traumatic. And it's just a lack of regulation. And the same applies to metals. Anyone can sell this stuff, but we have resources, internet, use it. Google, Google the price you're paying for the stuff. You shouldn't be paying 10%, 20%, 30% markups obviously the dealer needs to make money and there should be, you know, a fair reasonable fee that the broker can make, whether it's 1%, 2%, 3%, but not 10, 15, 20, 30, 40%. Okay. Look at their reputation, how long they've been in business, go to the BBB, um, but make sure they haven't been charged with any, you know, crimes or the people you're talking to haven't been associated with companies that have been shut down and prior, a lot of the gold industry is, um, you know it's, it's basically um, a family. <laughs> you know, a lot of people jump from company to company, uh, it's, it's, um, it's synonymous with that type of stuff. So be super careful. Um, sometimes people even use false names. Um, so just be very careful. I don't want to scare anyone off because it is an important diversification play, whether you're doing gold, silver, coins, uh, bars. Um, you know, it, it, it has been a good asset, it's kept its store value relatively well, better than cryptos have lately. So um, it's something uh, definitely to uh, consider as an alternative, uh, but be careful who you buy it from. Okay. And then obviously you want to make sure once you're buying it, now you have to hold it at a depository, right? It has to be held at a trust company. Make sure that the company you're working with, that you're using to hold these metals are regulated, is regulated. OK, ask for their trust certificate. Make sure they're a trust company, because if you don't, there's no guarantee that the company will be around. There's no guarantee. OK, because they're unregulated, they're not audited, you don't know what they have. If it's a regulated trust company, I know what we go through as a regulated South Dakota trust company, we're subject to you know annual audits, um, quarterly reports, um, they're out, they, they're looking at this, they're here to protect um, the client base. So if it's not regulated, there's no one that's backstopping this. And there's no guarantee that you will actually have what you expect to have at this uh, institution or company. So make sure, again, that you know who you're buying from, they're unregulated. Okay, so make sure you trust these people, make sure you, the price is fair. Um, if you're buying these like exotic type of coins, you know, think about it because there may not be a great marketplace, right? I've heard clients say, well, this company is offering me these coins that they've developed. They're super exciting. Just be cautious, right? It's not just gold, silver. There's a gimmick to them. And make sure you can actually sell them. Okay. Um, yeah, I know you want to hold them. And it's a long-term play. It's in an IRA. You may not want to buy and sell gold and trade. But you make money when you buy, so just be super careful. Make sure when you're holding them, you're not doing it in a personal possession. You're using a U.S. Uh, depository, a U.S. trust company. Now, some companies may list themselves as depository. Doesn't mean they are. OK, so ask for their trust certificate. Make sure they're a regulated trust company. Ask where they are regulated. OK, if it's just an entity, a business that some guys set up three years ago in their basement or a storefront, there's no guarantee that the metals that are there are safe. There's nothing. No one's regulating them, no one's investigating them, no one's looking after your metal. So be super cautious. Um, and that's kind of it, it's not a scary thing. Um, I've seen great stories, I've seen some bad stories, I've seen some fraud. Um, and it's always on the buy. Okay, so from an IRA standpoint, you know, just make sure it's gold, silver, palladium, platinum, bullion, or the coins are bullion, 0.99 percent finesse good stuff not commemorative junk that you know you see at late night tv um, so make sure that's that a lot of the dealers will know um that they're iris approved this is you know, part of their business and then the key is focus on who these people are google the person you're talking with check them out on linkedin how long has the company been around um, google around go to the cftc website google the name of the company make sure go into news and, and google make sure they haven't been charged with anything um some of these companies are really good at, at Pressing down um, some of these bad reviews or some of these um, lawsuits or complaints, so just be careful. There's a lot of good players in the industry. You know, I don't want to paint everyone as bad actors. It's not true. There's a lot of good folks out there that have been in business and are very professional, honest. But there's also some bad actors, just like any industry. And I've seen it in 14 years. I, I've seen some some stuff. So my job is out here is not only to give you the IRS rules, but also to give you some from my experience, I hopefully can help you make money by buying at fair prices, not paying high commissions, and then holding at reputable um, custodians that are regulated and could safe keep um, your metals. So that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, appreciate the support. It's a weekly podcast that drops every Tuesday. Uh, you can also watch on our YouTube channel. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Love hearing from you. It's kind of my favorite part of the day. It's going through the questions um that i received so uh keep them coming Um, otherwise have an amazing rest of your day and uh take care